Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It's Andrew Zimmel recording LIV live from Omaha. Can you believe it? We're here at the College World Series. That is right. We took in two games, the win against Virginia and the win against Oral Roberts. And we'll talk about all of the World Series games and more, what we expected coming to Omaha, what we got from Omaha, and what we're going to get later. We're putting this podcast out on a Tuesday, or we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. Hopefully, it can come out before we have our Florida matchup, because that one will be very, very special. Before we get into all that, i got to remind you to subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank all of the fans that we met while in Omaha, all the TCU faithful that made the trek up to Omaha, Nebraska to watch their Horn Frogs and who are tuning into the podcast for the first time. I know a lot of you were introduced to us while we were standing in line at concessions, at the bathroom, all the other things, sitting in the bleachers, all of that. I want to thank you guys for subscribing and listening to it. We got some stories, tales from the bleachers, all of that. Uh, but remember, subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you get it. And remember, on Apple Podcast, write a review, screenshot it, send it to the big boss, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's heartlandcollegesports.com for a chance to win a koozie. In fact, the chance is 100% you will win a koozie if you send the review to Pete Mundo. All right, let's get into it. So we'll start here. I did not go to the game on Friday. I had work. I wasn't able to get down for the Oral Roberts game, mostly because, remember, we talked about it last week, I told you that TCU was going to beat Oral Roberts. I said the pitching is better. I said the hitting was better. TCU had a tougher trek to get to this point, beating Indiana State. I thought Indiana State was a better team. You know, they, they whooped up on Arkansas. They whooped up on Arizona. They won the Big 12. All of these things I thought would make a difference. All of these things I said to myself, the Big 12 is a better conference versus the Summit League. Uh, the the t- TCU's had a harder run to get here. Oral Roberts has been the lucky team out of the four. They have not been the best team, right? That was where my head was at. Instead, TCU had one of the most epic collapses that I have been a part of. It is one of the worst collapses that I have been a part of, and it was not pretty. TCU scores a bunch of runs in the eighth inning, can't get it done. Listen to the game on uh, the radio, actually, on Friday because I got so frustrated in the set or the ninth inning. So TCU, they scored a run in the fourth. Then they tied it back up in the sixth. So it's a 2-2 ball game going into the final three frames. Okay, They have an incredible eighth inning. They put three runs on the board, and I thought it was over. I set a 5-2 lead. I thought for sure that TCU would be able to shut the door and get it done. Well, they were not able to. They were not able to in part because Luke Savage gave up five hits, four earned runs. And look, you don't like to point fingers. You don't like to say, okay, it's this one guy's fault. Because TCU had a chance in the ninth inning to try to make something happen. Trailing by, at that point, what was it? A run. They were down 6-5. You think to yourself, okay, you know, all we need to do is get one run across and just never could get it done. Just couldn't get it done against Oral Roberts on Friday. So I was beside myself. I was so frustrated. Now, I knew I was coming to Omaha. I knew that I had other obligations I have to do in Omaha. I'm doing a high school baseball tournament as well. You got to wear a bunch of hats in media if you want to pay the bills. All right. I knew that I was going to be here. I thought to myself, it would make it easiest for me if TC played the early game, but I was willing to watch them play the late game 
if it meant that they won. They didn't win, so they played the early game. They played Virginia. And I went on Sunday. I got my tickets. I sat in the center-left bleachers, and it was packed, jam-packed. The atmosphere was immaculate. If you've never been to the College World Series before, if you've never been to Omaha before, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'm very envious of those of you that got to go to the Michigan game and then go to the national championship. I'm even more envious of those guys who got to go to the NCAA tournament. But I would say that the TCU baseball fans that went to Omaha were one of the best groups to travel. LSU fans travel well. Wake Forest fans travel well, mostly because those two programs are, let's be honest here, they're favorites to win the whole thing. So their fans are going to come. Wake Forest has won the title before. LSU's won the title before. So they're, they're showing up in droves. They're showing up to support. TCU fans, you did an incredible job getting to Omaha. I want to put that out on there. Put that out there. The, the fan base that made the trip up from Fort Worth Amazing. I was talking to some fans in the in the concession concession lines and at the merch shops, and the amount of purple and white that I saw walking around, and the rah rah TCU that we got every time that TCU scored a run was just you can't put words to it. It was just indescribable. It was so incredible. So then we go to Sunday. You're playing Virginia. This is one of the best teams in the country. The ACC is not a better baseball conference than the Big Twelve, I think, from top to bottom. But I think Virginia in the Big Twelve might have won the Big 12. They're a solid team. They've got incredible pitching. We mentioned it last week. We were going through all of the different matchups. Who do we want to see? Who do we not want to see? And we said Virginia was one of the best teams. Virginia was a team that you did not want to face. And here they are. And TCU, after a loss on Friday, with all of the signs pointing that you know they could roll over, Like, we've been through this. We've talked about it multiple times, right? We said, hey, TCU baseball, it's kind of underwhelming. Before the Big 12 championship, I was telling you guys, but before the Big 12 tournament, I was saying, hey, the TCU team, let's get ready for some heartbreak here. Let's get ready for some what's next, you know? The pitching wasn't really here. What is the recruiting going to look like? Anthony Silva was incredible as a freshman, but there's a lot of guys in this lineup that weren't doing what they needed to do. So where do we go from here? That's what I was saying a couple months ago. I was saying a month ago before the Big 12 champion, or Big 12 tournament. And then all of a sudden, the bats got super hot, and they went on this run. So they come into this Virginia game, losing Oral Roberts, and I thought the magic was done. I went on Sunday fully expecting to go home sad. Right, and you don't ever want to do that. It's kind of like when you know that your boyfriend, your girlfriend is going to break up with you. It just feels inevitable, right? You feel like this is going to happen. How do I psych myself up? How do I not think about this so it it doesn't hurt as bad, right? How do I make this not hurt as bad? I was going through my like thought process. How do I make sure this doesn't hurt as bad? Because you're playing the number seven team in the country. What do we do here? And to TCU's credit. They showed up and they showed out. And they did not let uh, being the away team. There were the visitors. Scored a run early. Put one run on the board in the top of the first. Virginia answered right back. Put a run at the bottom of the uh, first. TCU puts another run up in the top of the third. All right, so you're going for the majority of this game with a lead if you're TCU. Right? They add another run. So now it's a 3-1 ball game. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good, right? All of a sudden, seventh inning rolls around. Virginia puts a run. Well, now it's 3-2. Uh-oh. 
TCU puts a run on the eighth. All right, we're back in it. We got a two-run lead. I feel comfortable. Bottom of the eighth. Virginia's right there. And as the home team, they're going to get last at bats. As the home team, I'm concerned. But TCU, they never turned around. They never never had any other issue, right? They never they, they did not look as worried and as nervous as I looked. And you got to give a big shout-out to uh, Conley Earl, who was the starting pitcher for Virginia, who did a really good job. Uh, five innings pitched, only allowed six hits, two earned runs, struck out two batters. But uh, the pitching for Virginia was legit. But what TCU has been able to do in these past two games, and we're going to get to the Earl, uh, Oral Roberts win on, uh, on Tuesday, but I, I, the, the pitching that they were able to do, that they were kind of able to put everything together, right? Like, so Sam throws on Sunday, four and a, two-thirds innings, gives up a run, right? Strikes out two. He's not striking anybody out. He's not overpowering the Virginia hitters. It would be almost impossible to do, I think, to overpower Virginia hitters consistently with this TCU pitching staff. I haven't been impressed with the TC pitching all year. And in this situation, in this spot, the coaching staff has made the right decision. They said, you know what? We're going to go with a committee. Garrett Wright, he gets the win, pitches two and two-thirds, only gives up two run runs, but that's really when TCU's offense came alive, so he gets the win. But the pitching has been kind of suspect all year, and TCU looked good uh, against Virginia. They did a good job there. And then, of course, against Oral Roberts today. They put six runs on the board against Oral Roberts. They never looked back. They had to leave the entire time. There was never a question that TCU was not going to win this game. The revenge game that TCU has played. In football, the Kansas State loss in the Big 12 championship game, I imagine that's going to come back and really piss the uh, Wildcat fans fans off next year when TCU goes and really rubs their nose in it because that's what they're going to do. Because TCU is not a team that loses to the same team twice in a tournament. So they play tomorrow the best team in the tournament. They play tomorrow Florida. And this is really where things get interesting if you're a Horn Frog fan. This is really where things get interesting if you're a TCU fan. Because Florida has been one of the best teams all season long. Florida has been best team in this side of the bracket, right? Wake Forest and LSU, completely different animals. Completely different animals on the other side of the bracket. In this side of the bracket, on this side of the bracket, it was Florida's to lose. It was Florida, Virginia, TCU. That's how every bookmaker had it. That's how most fans had it ranked out. Florida was the best team. Now, Florida comes into this one clean, so TCU needs to beat this team twice. They're already working with a loss. So if Florida wins this game, season's over, it's done, puff of smoke, it's all done, right? All of this fun, the win against Virginia, the win against Oral Roberts, two wins in the College World Series, those are great things that you put on the back of a t-shirt at the end of the year. Those are great things that kids can tell their parents. Those are fun things that if you're a fan, then you come to the games and you watch them play, that you can say, hey, you know, I saw TCU win. I saw TCU get the wins in the tournament. Like I'm going to tell people from probably the rest of the year, at least this calendar year, that every game that I went to in person for TCU baseball, that they won, that they showed up. I tweeted about it, at Andrew underscore Zimmel on Twitter. You can go follow me over there. Uh, I put a lot of good Omaha content out this week. But I told people, I said, I am the lucky charm. 
I am the lucky charm. I'm the reason that TCU is winning these games. I gave them the power to hit the ball the way that they did. I mean, argue with somebody else. You're not arguing with me about that point. Florida has the hitters. Florida has the pitching. TCU's pitching. I don't know who the hell they're going to throw tomorrow because everybody seems to be washed up. Everybody seems to have already, you know, used their arms. So that's why I'm kind of concerned because if TCU doesn't have the arms to throw in this one, then it's going to be a pretty open and shut case. Now, you got to think, it's been enough days. I imagine that Cole will probably be the guy on the hill. He had a great game against Oral Roberts, five innings, one earned run, a strikeout, what, no walks, one walk. He had a good outing on Friday. The question is, when it's 100 degrees outside, can you do it again? Because Oral Roberts, coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, or whatever, they're used to the heat. Texas guys, come on, we're different. We're built different. The heat is not affecting TCU the way that affects Oral Roberts, the way that's going to affect some other teams, right? It's just the heat is not going to affect the TCU players. I don't know if that's a, uh, a wash when you play Florida, though. When you play Florida, the Gators, they got a different breed. They've got a different atmosphere in Gainesville, right? It's a different, entire different vibe. So what do you expect tomorrow? What should a TCU fan expect tomorrow? After putting six runs up against Oral Roberts, what do you expect tomorrow? I don't think you can expect good pitching. I think that if you're going into the game against Florida and you think that Cole is going to be this pitcher, Cole Keckler, who had a great game against Oral Roberts on Friday in a loss, if you come in expecting five perfect innings, you're going to go home disappointed. I think what you can expect in this one is high-intensity batting. I think in this one, if TC wants to win, it's going to come down to the bats. Can the bats really wake up? Because they did against Royal Roberts for the most part. They had a really good run or a good, really good inning, to be completely honest with you. It wasn't a super great, uh, super great from beginning to end type of uh, performance. I don't think anybody would argue there. TC put four runs up in the fifth. That was the difference maker in this game. That was the difference maker in this game was those four runs they put up in the fifth. Because it gave everybody the energy. It gave everybody the confidence to keep playing the way that they were playing. Right? So I just don't. I don't think that if you're a TCU fan, if you're a Horn Frog fan, and you're expecting Cole to go out there and give you a perfect game or have an incredible five innings, I think that that's asking for a little bit too much. If he can give up fewer than three runs, there's no reason TCU shouldn't win this game. Now, we don't know who the starting pitcher will be yet. We don't know anything, right? TCU doesn't have their lineup done. Florida has not had their projected lineup yet. So we don't know who will be throwing tomorrow for either one of these teams. All we can do is go off of who's scheduled to throw. We can go off of what we can expect. But yeah, no, it's just I don't I don't really see a I don't see a way that Cole doesn't throw, right? Ask me today if you said give me a score prediction. Look, I got in trouble last time I, I picked TCU against an SEC school. Last time that we did this song and dance and we had to pick is TCU gonna win, is TCU not gonna win in a in a must-win game, the national championship for football. Georgia fans were on me like white on rice, trying to give me a hard time because I gave a game plan of how to beat the dogs. Even though the dogs 
were the better team talent-wise. They got more guys in the NFL, all that good stuff. I got in trouble because I gave a game plan. Okay. TCU tomorrow, game plan to win. Pitching has to be good, doesn't have to be great. Florida has hit 100-plus home runs as a team. TCU has not hit 100 home runs as a team. Okay. That's not to say that you can't start doing it now in Omaha, but they haven't been a big home run hitting team while playing at Charles Schwab Stadium. So I would go with this. I would say that it's going to be small ball. I would say that it's going to be hard hits. I said it's going to be timely hits. I think TCU wins tomorrow 5-3. to 5-3 to three against Florida in a must-watch game, a must-win game. It's double elimination. TCU has to win to force another game. So I think that's what's going to happen. Now, I want to wrap the podcast up uh, with some stories. Stories from the bleachers because we don't, we're not sponsored, so you're getting this straight up. This is just how I feel. I use SeatGeek to get my tickets. Okay, I use SeatGeek. I've heard about it a bunch on different podcasts, right? I, I, I went on SeatGeek to get my tickets. Sunday, solid deal. It's a packed stadium, 41 bucks with the, the fees and everything else. Not terrible to be in left field. Today, the game I just went to to watch TC beat Oral Roberts, 18 bucks. So if you're somebody who's kind of thinking, oh, I might want to go to an event or whatever, I would highly recommend going to those second ticket sites because it also gives you verification, all the other good stuff. Ticketmaster, they're frauds, they're problems, right? As a T-Swift fan, I can tell you, they're not the best. They were good to me today. They got me my tickets. I'm very happy with the situation and where we were, right? I was happy with everything that, that worked out. Now, I, on Sunday, I sat next to a couple families. It was fun times. Everybody likes to razz me. I want to shout out to the TCU fans that were in my section that razzed the other people as well when uh, Virginia started to kind of see the writing on the wall that they weren't going to win the game. And it came down all the way to the ninth inning, right? Like 4-3 win. No team scores in the ninth. You're feeling yourself. You're like, oh, brother, we need to, we, we, we need this win the way that we've been talking the previous eight innings. Uh, I want to shout out to those guys because those were fun dudes. I feel like they were alumni, maybe a couple frat guys in that group too. Shout out to them. That was a ton, uh, fun time. Virginia fans, very loud. That was my take. Very loud uh, Virginia fans. They were doing the UVA chant. They were doing all the other Cavalier stuff that they do. And uh, TCU fans, you know, look, do we are we the most rowdy group? No. I think that we can take a couple notes out of some other people's playbooks when it comes to getting excited. I think Mississippi State fans are pretty excited. Wake Forest fans, LSU fans, just a more excited group than we are. I don't know what the deal is. We're very kind of reserved. But at the end of the day, when they're playing the fight song, everybody's standing up. Everybody's doing the Horn Frog sign. Everybody's rah-rah TCU. So at the end of the day, when the team wins, everybody's really excited. Okay. But during the game, not a lot of chanting, not a lot of cheering. Um, it was kind of just relaxed. It was a relaxed group. I was felt like I was kind of a, an outsider, alone on my let's like razz the other team type of stuff. So I'm hoping that that changes as time goes on. Uh, they did a lot about the other teams who have won championships, even if they're not there, which kind of upset me. A lot of LSU, or not a lot, uh, a lot of UCLA, a lot of uh, uh, Texas stuff. With like, well, you know, this team has won how many titles? Not a big fan of that. Not a big fan of that. Wish that they could have cut that out there. But the experience in total at uh, Omaha was uh, second to none. Second to none. 
people were nice. Everything was great. And I was, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend if you have a chance to come to Nebraska to watch the College World Series, that you do it. Because CC is going to be here again next year. I'm already bookmarking it. I already talked to my hotel. I'm good to go. We are. We got the tickets. We got the, uh, whatchamacallit, we got the hotel reservations for next season, too. So, it's going to be a good time. Uh, look, excellent, excellent, excellent baseball being played. Uh, I don't know what's us. I'll, I'll tell you, man. It was, uh, it was a great, it's been a great time, and they're not done yet. I'm going to see if I can get down here for the championship games uh, when if TC is playing them. Because if they're not playing them, I'm not going to tune in. I'll keep doing these podcasts for you guys. We'll talk later, maybe this week, depending on how that Florida game goes. And if not, this might be the only podcast this week. And if it is, make sure you subscribe, rate, review the podcast, wherever you get the podcast. And uh, shout me out on Twitter, at Andrew underscore Zimmel on Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys next time we talk to you. Go Horn Frogs from Omaha.